You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. We help manage our clients' Pinterest presence so they can focus back on their business. But I also have this podcast where I teach simple, actionable tips so you can DIY your own Pinterest marketing. So today we're going to be talking about how to use analytics, and this is mostly Google Analytics, to create content or products for your audience. And this will help not only serve your readers, but boost your income. So before I launch into some of those tips, in fact, we have three main ways. I want to let you know that this podcast is actually sponsored by our new service here at Simple Pin. And we don't launch new services very often. We're very, very careful to not go into a new service without really seeing if it's something that the market is asking for. And so we've launched the Pinterest analytics report. And I'm pretty sure we could have called it something totally different. But every time we came up with a new name, it had a hilarious acronym. One was Pinterest analytics deep dive, which is pad for short. And we thought, yeah, that that's no good. So instead of being completely paralyzed to release a new service because we don't have a name, we're just jumping in with the generic name of the Pinterest analytics report, which is an intense, deep, deep dive into your Google Analytics. So when you email us and request that you want this service, we get read and analyze access to your Google Analytics. And we do this huge deep dive into what's been going on the last month, the last six months, the last couple of years, actually. And we did a few beta tests with some clients that we have to see how valuable they would find that the report. And so we want you to go over to simplepinmedia.com slash 104 for more information. And you can read more about what this Pinterest analytics report service details, like what it includes. But this is really, really great for somebody who maybe already has a team member working on their Pinterest marketing, and they really need help coming up with a new editorial calendar, uncovering ways to monetize, looking at images, and which images are getting the most connection on Pinterest for clicks. Um, We can even deep dive into see if you're using tribes, you know, what percentage of your content is coming from tribes. So we have um, three people on this team who have worked really, really hard to understand how analytics works to do these deep dives themselves. So we are so excited to serve you in a new way that this could be a tool that you could use to boost your Pinterest marketing, to really create a new editorial calendar, and then to create more products and to really walk away with something solid instead of kind of just going on your gut. Well, I think this is working. And maybe this is working, but I don't really know. This service is also really, really good for the person who has 
been scared of analytics. They're nervous to do a deep dive. They don't know what they're looking for and they don't know how to extract the information in a very strategic way. And that helps them make decisions. So your report takes about a week to compile and it will come to you in a written PDF that has a whole breakdown of what we've seen and then an analysis or a summary at the end of what we think you should do. So make sure you go over to simplepinmedia.com slash 104. You're going to get more information. If you do want to go directly to this services page, um, it's simplepinmedia.com pinterest-analytics report. But I'm pretty sure going to simplepinmedia.com slash 104 might be easier for you to remember. So instead of being caught up in our worry of what to name it, um, we realized we just better get it out there. And I love this quote from John Acuff that says 80% done and released is better than 100% stuck in your head. And that's what we didn't want to do because we know this service is so, so valuable that we just wanted to get it out there. So join us, sign up for the Pinterest analytics report service. And we would love to help you create your editorial calendar or discover new products or things that can help you be a better Pinterest marketer. All right. So with that, let's dive into today's topic. And today's topic, again, is about using analytics to create content or products that will help serve your audience. So let's talk about the three main ways we can use analytics. So number one is to look for themes in your top viral posts and really go past the top 10, maybe look at the top 20. In talking with some women at a recent conference, I was just so impressed that they knew so much about their audience engagement. One said they could post anything about tacos and people would go crazy. The other one said anything having to do with like buffalo sauce went nuts. Lemon chicken, quick tips, the number eight. They knew exactly what kind of triggers helped pull people in from Pinterest and get them engaged with their content. And they found this by looking at those top viral posts. So why are we looking for themes to help us create more content? Well, it's like a buying signal. Like stores look at what sells out and what people are buying to determine their buying orders for next season, right? So if the canvas shoes at Target totally bombed this spring season, the chances are Target isn't going to order more for next spring. However, if their sandals sell out with like the first 24 hours, they have a clear buying signal right there from people that these sandals were a huge hit. So we want to put those things down on our list. Like what did well? What viral posted well? And sometimes I, well, we're going to go into this in a second. So I'll hold off on saying that. But maybe there's a product that needs to be created out of what your people are interested in as well. So here's another quick story too, which I get a lot of my stories from conferences, which is, you know, I go to conferences to teach on Pinterest. It's good exposure for Simple Pin. We can get more clients from that. But what I really like to do is network and hear people's stories about maybe what are their successes in their business and what are their struggles? Because you don't get that 
in a Facebook group, but you do get that when you're talking face-to-face with people. So here's a great story of somebody who saw some signals in their viral content and created a product. So Susie from the Mediterranean Dish, we know each other from previous client work we've done here at Simple Pin, but we had a chance to meet face-to-face at Everything Food Conference, which was so great. She's such a delight and she works so hard on her business. So she told me about how she talked with her readers a lot about the quality of olive oil. And her readers were so fascinated by it and they loved it. And she knows a lot about olive oil. So here's what she did. She sourced her own olive oil from two small farmers in Greece. And she had it packaged with her label and sold out. You guys, this is so genius. Susie, I just want to say huge props to you for one, tackling this project and taking a risk to create something new that not only served her people, but it fit into her overall brand. So she wasn't dependent on an affiliate link to sell olive oil because what her problem was is she couldn't find good olive oil. It was really difficult for her. So she realized that this was a huge key to her audience and a key to serving them. So she created this. So what is it for you that you can create of your own that's maybe not an affiliate that will really help serve your audience? Look at what they're asking for. Look at what their questions are or their comments or on a Facebook group. Really pay attention to what it is they're telling you about the things that they're really interested in. I also get that some of you come to me and you say, I'm so bored with this same post, with the tacos, with the buffalo, with buffalo sauce, with, you know, Susie could have said, I'm so bored talking about olive oil. Like, let's move on already, right? I get it. I get that you're bored with these certain types of viral posts or viral products that keep going. But I'm pretty sure Target isn't going to say, man, I'm so bored with sandals. I really wish these people would get on board and buy my canvas shoes. Um, Nope. Mm -mm. They are not going to keep pushing their canvas shoes and put them on the front of the store if nobody buys them. So no business owner in their right mind would resent a buying signal from their customer just because it doesn't make them happy or they're bored. So if that's the case for you and you cannot bring yourself to serve your reader or customer, then... I would suggest you chalk your business up to a hobby. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we have to just call a spade a spade. Like, are we really doing this because we want to serve an audience? We want to grow a business? Or is there an element of like, this just gives you enjoyment? In fact, there's an early, early podcast, and I'll link to it in the show notes, where um, Kristen from Dine and Dish talks about the things that make her happy and the struggle of this blogging and keeping up with this pace and wanting to go back to these things that were just enjoyment. And I, I don't, again, I want you to hear me, like, I don't think that is a bad thing. But I think if you do come up to a point where you are bored or you are frustrated, you do need to ask yourself is this still a business I want to pursue or do I really just want to continue to do this just 
for me. Um, again, totally fine. But I think if we're thinking business-wise, like Target isn't making a decision because it makes them happy. Target is making a decision because it serves their core audience and they're selling products. So really be thinking about that if you're struggling with that tension over the next little bit is how to get on how to wrap your brain around these viral posts and love them and really see them as a good direction for your business. And maybe for you, you can kind of marry a little bit of this, what your audience wants with a little bit of your hobby. I don't know, something to discover. Okay, so the number two way that we can use analytics to serve our audience and create more products is to check for common elements in your images, in your Pinterest images. So if you're a lifestyle content creator, um, you may really need to dig deep just because each one of these niches um, has super different themes. So you might have recipes and crafts and DIY. You might have a lot. So you might have to even segment your images into some separate buckets. And one really quick tip that you could use is go on to your Pinterest you know, board that you have. Maybe it's your own blog board or think about the viral content. And you could create secret boards on your Pinterest page. And let's say you have all these recipes and you know, okay, these are my top 10. I'm going to put them here on this board. Okay, these are my top 10 of crafts. I'm going to put them on this secret board. Top 10 DIY, I'm going to put them here. Then when you see them all together in this board, it makes it easier for you to analyze at a quick glance how it's doing. When you kind of see all these images all together, your head kind of starts to spin, but you can definitely see if there's a branding element there. And we can um, link to a great podcast that we did with Melissa of Bless This Mess about how she really honed in her branding for her images and what happened with her growth over time. And if you were at my com- at my talk at Everything Food, you got to see, I shared her graph and I shared... Um, her knowledge of knowing what her people were into. And it was the number eight and these certain types of images. And so make sure that you go to the show notes here and I'll link to that podcast. Okay, another common element could be maybe it's a longer image, a shorter image, collage or non-collage. This is another thing as we see Pinterest shortening up the image size, which the current image size is a two to three ratio. That's 600 by 900 or no longer than 1260. So you want to look at why do I have this collage? What collage is working? A lot of times people will take just the same picture twice and slap it on top or on bottom because they think they have to do a collage. Don't do that. Really look at what it is that's working for you. Okay, so the other thing is what type of text seems to be standing out? Especially if you've segmented them to your secret boards and you're looking through what is there a certain style of text? Are there images with no text? What seems to be performing well and jot down those commonalities that you see? The other thing is, um, did you create a new type of image within the last year? Did you find that your newer images have taken off or these older images are getting more traction? That looking at the date when you created these things, that's another thing to be paying attention to. Now, when you're doing this, you obviously don't have to go super deep into all of it. You can do a high level, you know, literally. I I buy the 10 cent college rule notebooks that come out during 
school supply season. I got by 10 of them. So, I mean, I'm spending a dollar. Um, I'm not a planner person. I'm not a spreadsheet person. I'm a college ruled. I hate the wide ruled. A college ruled notebook person. And this is what I use to make my notes. In fact, I think I have three of them. I'm looking at them right now. I have great notes in all of them. And if I need to extract the information, I put them into a Google Drive, a Google document um, under a certain category within Simple Pin where I want to remember them, maybe like a brain dump. But I would suggest you just start with pen and paper. It's really easy that way. Okay, so the third way that you want to use analytics to identify um, more content or more products is to identify keywords that keep recurring. So this is a big one. Um, Keywords make the Pinterest world go round. And they're the ones most importantly, where are found in your pin description. So look, are there common themes and words, easy, healthy, cleaning, organization, again, a certain type of food, jot these down, what is it that you're seeing? And like I referenced in um, some of the stories above about the women that I was talking with who knew keywords like taco, lemon, buffalo, that is what really helped them hone in on the type of content they were going to create. You know, and I I loved, um, I'm going to go back to using my example with Susie a little bit because she said, you know, I, I have this Mediterranean dish and I know that tacos work well for other people, but they don't work well for me. I'm not talking about that. She's like, but lemon chicken does. And she's like, I don't know how many other ways I can make lemon chicken, but people go crazy over it. So asking friends too for feedback, I think sometimes, and this is a little bit of a rabbit trail in how to help you come up with content ideas, which is my favorite, by the way, I love content ideas. But ask people in your Facebook group, ask your colleagues for ideas. Sometimes just a great brainstorm session where nobody feels like they have to edit themselves or get it right will help a lot of those great things surface. But here's the deal is you have to know what your theme is first. So the fact that Susie knew lemon chicken, and it was Whitney Bond who I was talking with, who was talking about the buffalo sauce. The fact that she knew buffalo sauce was doing really, really well allows her to create more. So I really, I really love that. So those are the three things you want to be looking for in your analytics, looking for themes in your top viral post, checking for common elements in your images, and then identifying keywords that keep recurring in your pin description. Okay, so as we wrap this up, here's another fun tip. Maybe you can't create a product uh, like Susie did with her olive oil, but what if you can create something smaller, like an ebook, a gathering of recipes with extra recipes that aren't on your site. Maybe it's a t-shirt that has your logo or it has your tagline because everybody loves your tagline. Think about the things that your audience raves about when it comes to you and think if there's a theme. What I love about creating products is they're yours. It's kind of how I feel about email list. It's yours. So you have the ability to control it. You know the profit margins. You know how much things cost to be made and get distributed. There's a lot of great freedom in that. And it's another level to growing your business. It's another revenue stream. And I think in our age of social media and with Pinterest, we do never know when things are going to change. So not being dependent on, on ad income, where maybe for a lot of people, that's how they make the majority of their money. But to diversify 
so that you have this pie graph where things are pretty equal. You have equal revenue streams that can help continue to build your business. The same with a product. If you are selling products, if you're an e-commerce client, or I'm not a client, but if you're an e-commerce person who is selling a product, think of some spinoffs. Maybe people would love to have a complimentary product to whatever it is that you're selling. I do have to say, I I was talking with Angela, who's been on the podcast here a couple of times, is she realized that everybody was really into this whole like morning makeover thing. And she had this great guide that she was creating And she realized in the name of it, as we were talking with her, is that she kind of had to do her person. She had to add her personality into it because that's what people loved. It wasn't going to be something basic, but it was going to be this really great ebook about, you know, not really mastering your mornings, but how to get your kids off the couch. And sometimes it needs to have your spice and your flavor to it. And she could have had it be this beautiful guidebook and we talked her into really putting her personality into it. So I'll link to it. It's a great thing that she created. But I love that she added her little like tongue in cheek to it. Like get these people moving in the morning, especially as we're going into summer, you know, and get their butts off the couch. So it was a really interesting idea for her as she saw that everybody was interested in this type of topic, that she could create a guide. It's not an ebook. It's really just a guide for how to give you give you the tools to get your people moving in the morning. If you have kids, you know, they're just sitting around on your tablets and you just you're ready to lose your mind because you don't want them to watch the tablet any longer. So anyway, she created this great product and it fits her audience and it fits her personality too. So it has both fun components. Okay, so here's the takeaway for you. I would love for you to know what your audience wants. Help them have a better user experience on your site and serve them with more of what they want. So remember, Target doesn't choose their products because it makes them feel good or it fuels their passion. It's because it serves their user. And it's totally fine if blogging is your passion and you love it. You want to keep doing that. But you want to make clear lines. You want to distinguish between what you're loving and doing for a hobby and how you're serving your audience. So with that, if you want help doing a deep dive because you are nervous about Google Analytics, you're confused by it, and this is me raising my hand, I'm confused by Google Analytics. I even need my team to do a deep dive for me because it gets intimidating getting in there. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what I'm looking for. I can do high-level stuff, but when you talk about deep dive, it's kind of game off for me. So head over to simplepinmedia.com slash 104 to sign up for our new deep dive analytical report. It does cost. It's not free, but that's because we have to pay for our time to do it. But we would love for you to sign up for that. We would love to serve you in this way. And again, if you want more resources, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 104. Thanks so much for listening.